Welcome to Style Your Mind, a podcast for women who want to design their thoughts, empower themselves, and build a beautiful life. I'm your host, Carol Alwaleba, best-selling author and master life coach. I am obsessed with women on the edge of change, and I've worked with hundreds of those women all around the world to help them unlock the best version of themselves and fulfill their potential. If you're ready to style your mind and transform your life, then you're in the right place. Let's do this. This episode is sponsored by Bad Bitch Branding. Bad Bitch Branding simply works to help you clarify your brand strategy so that you can rise above the noise. Go to badbitchbranding.com slash slay and schedule a free intro call today. Hi guys and welcome to the show. So I thought I'd give a little bit of a life update and also talk about a topic that has been coming up time and time again. It's happening in my Facebook group. I'm seeing threads about this. I'm getting emails. I'm getting questions. And that is all about how to stay in a positive mindset. Because I think a lot of us find ourselves, you know, reading things or listening to advice and kind of knowing the value of having a positive mindset and understanding how to be optimistic, but how can we make that a sustainable practice? So I'm going to get into all that in this episode and share a really embarrassing yet funny story that I think you're going to relate to of something that happened to me, but I just wanted to quickly give a little bit of a life update because I've been sharing a ton of stuff on my Instagram story, but I realize I haven't been sharing as much here on the podcast. So I am doing well. You guys know that I moved. It's just about one month now that I've been in my new apartment in Manhattan. I moved from Brooklyn and a few things that I want to update you on. Number one, I have become an obsessive walker slash step counter. (laughs) I'm like really, really into walking, you guys. And it's funny because I remember the first time that I ever really got healthy and lost weight that needed to be lost. I was young. I was probably around 11 or 12. I was a chubby kid. And, you know, I was born I was born in 1980. So I kind of grew up in like the late 80s, early 90s. That's when I really started coming into my own. That was also the age of like lean cuisine dinners and you know, cookies and processed junk and, you know, Diet Coke and all that stuff. And I wasn't really the most active kid. And I remember the first time that I really started to understand how important it was to be healthy and how easy it was to actually move. That's when I kind of started walking. I was like, you know, power walking was like a thing, I think in the eighties and nineties, like (laughs) you remember everybody used to wear like Walkman and little sweatbands. And I just, I don't know, I feel like power walking got like really big in the 90s. And I started getting really into power walking. I was like in maybe fifth or sixth grade. And at night, my mom would take me and my brother out and we would go for these walks. And I remember like immediately noticing a difference in the way that I felt. I immediately noticed a difference in my body. I felt like it was just this really cool escape for me. It was a chance for me to be creative. It was a chance for me to kind of open my mind and let the stress go from my day and whatever, you know, I am putting like stress in air quotes because how stressful can you, can it be when you're in fifth grade? But you know, like there's stupid drama that goes on with friends and whatever stress that is, it is stress. Like even if you're younger, Everybody has a different level of stress, I guess, in their lives. So for me, that was just a really a chance for me to kind of turn off the day and just have some time. And I remember at the end of our power walks, we would get a low fat ice cream from Haagen-Dazs. It was like one mile away from our house. And then we turn around and come back. And that was really exciting for me. So anyway, I've kind of like always been a walker. Living in New York City, you kind of walk everywhere. But I was, I, for a while, I wasn't really 
setting aside dedicated time in my day to walk. I was walking just to get from place to place. I was walking because, you know, I had a couple of blocks between, let's say, the subway and Soul Cycle or the, you know, the bus stop or wherever my Uber let me off in the restaurant that I was going to. But since I moved, I've really been focusing on getting a certain number of steps in each day. I got myself a little Fitbit. I don't like the bracelet, so I got myself the little clip-on. And I first set my goal to 10,000 steps a day, and then I actually upped my goal to 15,000 steps a day. And I've been walking obsessively, and I love it, and it is just doing wonders for me. And I haven't really gone to Soul Cycle. Not as much as I used to, mainly because I'm just so busy during the day and I just love walking. And not to say that I will never go back to Seoul, but you know, the class that I love is in Brooklyn and it's a, ugh. I hate to say it's far because everyone that knows me is going to be like, well, Kara, you took so many trains to get to your class before. But the truth of the matter is, I was bored to tears when I lived in Brooklyn and my area was really removed from everything that was interesting or cool or fun. So I had no choice but to get on a train or to get on a bus or to take an expensive Uber ride um, to SoulCycle, and I did that a lot. And now I just kind of find myself really enjoying walking around and taking in the scenery of my neighborhood and getting in natural exercise every day. And I've been hitting around 15,000 steps a day, sometimes a little bit more, depending. And I lost three pounds without even trying. I feel really, really good. I feel tired at the end of the day in a really good way. You know that kind of tired that you feel when you're just like really satisfied. You had a long day. or Maybe it's like, you know, the feeling when you go to the beach for the day and you're like laying out in the sun, like that just kind of like exhausted feeling. That's how I feel. And it feels really good. Um, so that's just one update that I wanted to share. And I'm sharing it because I think a lot of us overcomplicate working out. And again, it's not to say that I'm not going to go back to Soul Cycle or I'm not going to get in the gym and lift weights or I'm not going to do you know, other types of fitness. But for now, this is feeling really, really good. So if you can't afford Soul Cycle classes or if you don't have a gym near you, just get outside and put your music on and walk. I promise you it is going to make such a difference in the way that you feel. The other thing I wanted to update you guys on I did a couple of um, episodes last month, specifically in January, all around mindful drinking and how I have changed my relationship with alcohol. And I wanted to give a little update on that because you've probably seen me posting some pictures of champagne or spicy margaritas or being out and about in the city. And I do go out here a lot more than I did in Brooklyn. I'm at dinner pretty much almost every night of the week and I'm having drinks more often but I have been so much more mindful about the way that I'm drinking. And I'm telling you guys, taking that month off in January did wonders for me. It was a chance for me to really step back and just assess my relationship with alcohol, to realize that I do not need to keep a bottle of wine in my house every day to have before I go to bed at night. I do not need to have that extra drink just because I'm having a longer conversation in a bar and I should have a drink in front of me. I've really learned to drink when I want to drink, to drink because I enjoy it, because I love the taste of a good glass of champagne or a really well-done cocktail. But if it's not worth it to me, I'm not going to drink. Meaning if I have something else that I want to do, or for example, if I'm getting up early the next day and I have a lot of things on my plate and I go out, my ritual was just to drink until everybody else stopped drinking. And you know, I never blacked out. I never got crazy. I never got wildly drunk. But I kind of, I just drank mindlessly. So I have been so much more conscious about it now. There are times that I go out to dinner and I just have one glass of champagne or one cocktail. And that is such a difference from the way that I used to be. 
Um, there are days where obviously I don't drink at all. And there are many of those days where I don't drink at all. And that is a big change for me. I used to always have a glass, at least probably honestly, at least like two glasses of wine a night. That was the, the standard for me. That was the absolute minimum. And then I would go out and have more, or I would sometimes wind up having a whole bottle at night without even realizing it. So January was an excellent opportunity for me to kind of hit the reset button. So if you relate to any of those episodes, if you feel like you've been drinking too much, take a step back. Of course, everyone's different. There are some people who can't drink mindfully. They can't be what I call semi-sober because for them, it's a dependency on alcohol. It's a physical and a mental dependency. I don't have that dependency. I just really got into a habit of drinking so routinely. So I was able to stop myself. So I was in a different position from some people. I know some people need to stop completely. Some people need AA. For me, fortunately, it's something that I can control on my own. Um, so if you relate to me, I I recommend just kind of taking that step back. And for me, it was 30 days. I, well, I did almost 30. I think I did 28 days or something like that. And it was just so good for my mind and my body and my soul. So that's that. I am drinking now much more mindfully and I'm really enjoying it. And when I don't have it, I don't think about it and I don't care. And when I do have it, I savor it and I enjoy it. So I think that's probably the healthiest um, relationship that I've ever had with alcohol. So I just thought I would give you guys a little heads up. I've seen some comments and questions on Instagram, so I wanted to just address that here. Okay, so let's get into today's show. I want to share this funny story with you guys. Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Okay, it's not embarrassing, but it's I have to be real because I'm always real and I share everything and I feel like I'm just chatting with my girlfriends when I talk to you on this show. So you guys know I have pink hair. I've had pink hair on and off probably for the past two years, but really consistently for the past, I'd say almost year. I have not gone back to blonde. Sometimes I would go back to blonde. My hair is platinum, like white blonde underneath the pink. So it's really easy for me to let the pink fade out, go back to blonde, throw a little bleach wash in there and, and you know, be a blonde again. But I really just have been loving pink hair. And a big inspiration for me, like from a fashion perspective, is Japanese style. I've said this a million times over. I love anime. I love Japanese fashion. I love Japanese beauty. I love style. I like, I'm obsessed with Japan. I've been there twice. I study like all of the Harajuku blogs and photographers and I just, I love it. So that is a big inspiration for me. And I'll never forget one time I was actually in Bath and Body Works and this guy came up to me that worked there and he's like, please don't take this the wrong way. He's like, but I love your hair and you look like an anime character to me. And it's just so cool. (laughs) I was like, yes, mission accomplished. So anyway, Japan and that style, that is just a big, big fashion inspiration, big inspiration behind my pink hair. So if you guys notice in the news, I'm sure that you've seen it, Kim Kardashian just dyed her hair pink. And I remember when I saw it, I was kind of like, hmm, got that little like, I was drinking the Haterade for like a minute and I was kind of like, oh, she's got pink hair now. Great. Now everyone is going to have pink hair and like, it's just going to be like not unique anymore and not different. And I mean, I know a lot of people have pink hair. They've had it for years for, you know, 30, 40 years, but For me, I kind of like doing what's not mainstream. So I like to be the person that like starts a trend rather than follows it. And when I saw Kim's hair, I was like, great. Now everyone in the world is going to have pink hair and I'm not going to feel different anymore. And I started kind of going into this like crazy town spiral in my head. And then this morning I read this article and she was talking about her inspiration for her pink hair. And she was saying that she's inspired by Japanese fashion and anime. And the reason she went pink is because she's in Tokyo right now. You guys, I was pissed. I was pissed at Kim Kardashian today. (laughs) 
I started my day in a bad mood being mad at Kim K. Like, I don't even know Kim. Why am I mad at her? Why do I care if her hair is pink? Why do I care if she likes Japan? Like, what was going on, right? So it took me about 15 minutes to snap out of it after I was like sending angry texts to my cousin Nicole and like telling my husband, I was like, oh, this is so annoying. It's my thing and Japan is my thing and pink hair is my thing. And I was like, Kara, what the fuck is wrong with you, number one? Like, who cares? Really, who cares? And then I, I talked myself out of it. I was like, okay, you're allowed to like, you can be a hater for five more minutes and then you have to stop because this is going to put you in a low vibration and this is going to ruin your day. And, you know, I, I feel like these, this type of behavior is totally normal. It's, and the reason why I'm telling you guys this story is because I want you to understand that I'm not like, you know, cured of all, you know, human flaws. It's not like just because I write about this stuff and talk about this stuff that I don't ever feel a tinge of that as well, or I don't ever feel off a little bit or misaligned in some way. This, these things happen when we find ourselves like hating on other people, Um, this feeling comes on, I notice like if someone around me is gossiping and I'm listening to that story or, you know, I'm somehow, you know, talking about someone else. And again, it's not a habit that I have. I really choose to remove myself from those conversations, but we're all human. Things happen. Somebody crosses your, you know, path the wrong way or does something to you or talks about you behind your back. And then you find yourself kind of getting, stooping down to that level and talking about them. These are things that we all participate in. But these are things that we can control from becoming habits. So what I did this morning in the case of the Kim K drama was snap myself out of it immediately. And I'm going to share with you exactly how I did that and exactly how I shifted my day. And I also want to share with you guys like how I pull myself out of conversations that are centered around gossip or toxic things or negativity or bad vibes because it happens and sometimes it happens around people that you don't even really know that well and it becomes really awkward because you're like okay sitting here and this person is talking about someone or worse they're talking about someone that you know so like how do you pull yourself out of that how do you stop yourself from engaging in it so i am going to share all of that with you in one moment But before we go on, I want to introduce you to today's sponsor and thank Haley Powers from Bad Bitch Branding for making this episode possible. Ladies, if you are a bad bitch who is looking for a little help clarifying your brand strategy so that you can rise above the noise, let go of the confusion and overwhelm bogging your brand down, then you have got to connect with my girl Haley Powers from Bad Bitch Branding. Be seen by your ideal customer and bring in the money with her Bad Bitch Branding coaching program. It is time to elevate your brand strategy and your design. And you guys, Haley has worked with so many sleigh babies, so many girls in our girl gang. I've seen the work she's done. She is fantastic. She's so creative. I love what she's doing. I want you to go to badbitchbranding.com slash sleigh if any of this applies to you, if you feel like you've been totally lost. I feel like so many people talk about branding, but nobody actually knows like what that means, where to begin, especially if you are new to the game and you're starting to develop your brand and your brand strategy. So go to badbitchbranding.com slash slay, schedule a free intro call with Haley Powers. And if you mention this podcast, you guys are going to receive an extra free coaching call added into any coaching program that you choose. Okay, so let's go back to my Kim K drama for the morning and how I got myself out of drinking the haterade and being pissed off that Kim has pink hair. (laughs) 
Okay. So the first thing that I did was ask myself, like, where is this coming from, right? Why do I give a shit? Why do I care? And immediately I identified what I just told you guys, that I love to be unique. I like to be different, especially when it comes to my style. And I felt like Kim was like stepping on my territory. I'm laughing because it sounds so crazy, but it's the truth. So to me, that was just a sign of like, okay, Kara, like keep doing you, keep being creative, keep being innovative, keep following your gut, keep following your interests, your obsessions. And, you know, don't look around at what other people are doing and just stay focused on you. The second thing I did was get into gratitude mode. This works for every single shitty feeling. If you shift into gratitude, you're just going to change your day. You're going to change your whole mood. I looked around. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm living in this beautiful apartment. I live in New York City. I live in a place that people have like on their bucket list to travel to. And I get to live here every single day. I have a fabulous community of women that listen to my podcast and read my books. I have a book deal. I have a great husband. Like I have everything that I could ever want. So why am I getting pissed over something I can't control? So if you are finding yourself angry or pissed off or resentful at anyone or anything, start counting your blessings. Start thinking about all the things that you love about your life. One of my girls in our girl gang today posted something very similar. She said that she was really bummed because her car was towed and she couldn't stop thinking about how she had to put out all this money for her car and she was all pissed off and she's like, how do I snap out of this? And I was reading through the comments and a lot of people were you know, saying the same thing, like just be thankful that you have a car, number one. Be thankful that you have a job that can provide that $300 to you know, get your car out of you know, the lot and you know, focus on what you have as opposed to what you don't have. It can be really difficult to do, but you have to do it. Another thing that I did was think about everything that I'm excited about. So I have so much going on. I'm going to a David Bowie art exhibit tonight at the Brooklyn Museum. It's the members premiere, the preview for it. Then I'm going to Pyramid to dance. Like life is just so good. I have so many things on the horizon. A lot of concerts that I'm going to see this year. You know, time that I can spend with my family and my friends. So again, shifting the focus is very similar to getting into gratitude mode. I call it getting into like excitement mode. Like what do we have to look forward to? What is on the agenda? And if there's nothing on the agenda, start creating some stuff. Start filling up your life with wonderful and amazing things. And my last tip for snapping out of hater mode, and this is something that I practice all the time because I am a life coach and I am someone that talks about positivity and practices what I preach. Ask yourself, what would the best version of me do right now? What would the best version of Kara do if she saw that picture of Kim with that pink hair or if she found herself in a conversation that was toxic and talking about other people and she was in the midst of gossip, what would the best version of Kara do? She'd probably say, oh my God, look at Kim's pink hair. She looks so cute. I love it on her. Great. I'm glad she likes Japan too. We have something in common. Or if I found myself in a negative conversation, I may suggest something positive to talk about instead. And that is actually something that I do all the time. If I feel like I'm with someone who is kind of going down that gossip train and I, I always, always, always think of something else, something positive to bring to the conversation. Or I try to kind of shift that person and, and say something to them like, you know what, you're better than this. Like you don't have to talk about this person. Let's change the subject. This person isn't worth our energy. You know, let's move on to something that's more productive. We are, you know, worth having a positive conversation that's going to enrich us and give us energy as opposed to draining us. So again, ask yourself, what would the best possible version of me do and then go and do it. 
Okay, guys, I hope that this episode was helpful to you. I hope that you enjoyed it. I also hope you know if you are thinking about (laughs) dyeing your hair pink, please do it. Don't think that I'm going to like you know, like put the evil eye on you or anything. I love when my girls go pink. I'm like obsessed with it. Um, so please like, don't feel weird about that. Like I, I wanted to share this cause I wanted to show you that I'm human, but I am not like hating on anyone that has pink hair. I actually think it's awesome, especially when my girls do it. Cause I just feel like it's this little bond that we have together. So just putting that out there. I hope that you guys have an awesome weekend. I love you so, so much. Thank you as always for tuning in and I will talk to you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you really love this episode, I would love it if you guys could leave me a review on iTunes. For more beyond this podcast, including my blog and where you can find all of my books, visit me at thechampagnediet.com. And for daily inspiration, including uplifting quotes, mantras, and of course, pretty pictures, come hang with me on Instagram at thechampagnediet. Until next time.